All right, cool. So let's do this, Ridiculous. It's time to jump in. We're going to have some fun. This is called Funny How Life Works with John Maxwell. Dope. Borrow conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love this podcast. You'll be laughing out loud and all of a sudden, boom, something that can really help you drops in your lap. I like it because I unexpectedly learn about life. It is so funny. I get to laugh and learn about life at the same time. I like listening to Funny How Life Works with the car and my parents. <laughs> with the car and my parents. Okay. So, so we got John Max. I, I got excited for a little bit. Yeah. Really like yeah. Yeah. Super exciting. For those who don't know what a borrowed conversation is, like I know John, he's awesome. But I also understand that he's put out so much brilliant stuff, like brilliant. I feel like if I want to have him on as a guest, I need to go through all this stuff. And I was exhausted. And then I call him up. But instead of doing that, yo, I'm just going. He's a great dude. I want to u- utilize his time to the fullest. In fact, guess who did the forward on my book, Funny How Life Works? Probably not John Maxwell. <laughs> Wrong. John Maxwell wrote the forward on my book. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, for real. Dang. Like, really? Yeah, I know. So, he's just great. In fact, I'm going to share with you the text that I sent John when I asked him to do. This is literally, in fact, I'll let you read it. J-O-H-N. We're recording too, right? I'm yes. Okay, cool. So, John Maxwell, let me see if I could read this. This is literally what I sent him. I text, read all the way to where it gets blue on this, whatever. I'll just let you read. We'll stop it. Like, literally read this. So, so Nick's about to read the text. So, I wrote a book, Funny How Life Works, comes out March 3rd. Nick, this is literally what, I text John this, okay. and this was the response. Go ahead, read it. Whoa, 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 maybe we should have a key. No, you go ahead. You do it. From Michael to John. Hey, John. This week alone, Queen Elizabeth, Donald Trump, Oprah Winfrey, and Kim Fields, she played Tootie in the sitcom Facts of Life, all <laughs> called me and asked if they could write a forward to my book called Funny How Life Works. My impersonation of you is really good. <laughs> I told them, no, I'm saving this for John Maxwell. Though they continued to plead, some eventually they all understood my decision. So what do you say? <laughs> That's my text to John Maxwell to ask him to do my the forward to my book. And what was his response? Hey, ha 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 ha. I don't have your number programmed on my phone. Who is this? It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Literally. <he's, laughs> he laughs, then he says, I don't know who this is. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Michael Jr. Yeah, I told him it was Michael Jr. Uh, I will stand in line with all the other leaders to help. That's dope. So boom. John Doggone Maxwell wrote the forward. So he said, yes, right there. So dope. So anyway, the name of the book is called Funny How Life Works. And boom, that's right. John Maxwell says he would stand in line with Beyonce and all these other people who wanted to do my forward. Anyway, he's a great dude. Like he's awesome and he's brilliant too. So today's topic that we kind of want to touch on is expectations, right? Nick? Yes. Your parents had a lot of expectations on you, right, buddy? How come we're not talking to Akila about this one? Because she's the one who's expecting. You are expecting. That's right. Show us your stomach. Yeah. That just sounds weird. <laughs> that would be weird. Has anyone, probably not yet, but people will walk up to you, perfect strangers will walk up to you and touch your stomach. I've heard that's the case when you're pregnant. It'll be like my hair. Yeah. Can't touch that either. Ooh, she went MC Hammer on them. Can't touch this. Can't if you say you can't touch she, this, technically you're showing it to them, so you're kind of teasing them. You can't touch this. <laughs> like, you can't, you shouldn't do that. But yeah, so you're expecting. That's great. That's so cool. Expectation. It's probably going to happen though. Somebody's going to actually rub your belly or something. I won't do that. I'm going to go on record right now. I'm not going to touch your belly. 
It's just weird. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. It's just weird. It's awkward. You got a hairy stomach, Nick? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just expected that you would. Why? Because I, I don't know. Because this is showing my expectations, dude. Oh, cool. You got a beard on your face. Plus, your beard is going all the way into your shirt. I don't know where it stops no, at. It's not going into my shirt. Yeah, it is. I don't no, know where it's it stops not. at. It's weird. You got a turtleneck on. No. You can't. You shouldn't wear a turtleneck. Wearing, wearing a turtleneck is like being strangled by a really weak midget all day. Yeah. You got a turtleneck. You would look like a worm. <laughs> like, <No>. literally. <laughs> you would look like. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Yo, so uh, we got a non sponsor sponsor. And that non sponsor sponsor is. Funny for the Forgotten, where we take funny to people who have been forgotten. Homeless shelters, prisons, abuse, children facilities. If you want to help us take funny to the Forgotten, go to funnyfortheforgotten.com. And it was org. You could go org or com. We, we had oh, to buy them both. We got both? Yeah, yeah. We got them both. Because both people, or both? Yes, both. <laughs> both, both, and both. <laughs> cool. Both, 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 and tooth. 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 Do you know about tooth? You got some people who from East Texas, right? No, they only got they only got tooths. Boom. Anyway, you can go there to help people. That'll be dope. So, with that being said, we're gonna jump into this thing. So today we're talking about expectations. What are Mm -hmm. some expectations that your people put on you that you was like, "Yo, relax." Like, have you ever had somebody expecting more out of you? Like my parents, their expectations on me was like they were pretty understandable. (laughs) Like they they (laughs) understood. My parents was jumping up and down. When I graduated high school, oh, it's like you did it. Woo-hoo. I was like, "What the heck?" Like, I have a picture of my principal. Yeah, literally at graduation, I'm shaking his hand. I have a principal. His name is Mr. Bailey, mm-hmm. Ottawa Hills High School, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And while I'm shaking his hand, you know how they show the picture where he handed mm-hmm. you the diploma, but it's not really a diploma. They gonna mail it to you later. Mm-hmm. He's shaking my hand, and he is saying to me, "You can't tell in the picture, but literally, he's saying to me, these are his exact words. I would not have bet a rotten dime on this moment." Oh, literally, that's what my principal said to me. How did he get the job? That is jacked up, dude. That's it really is messed, messed up. up. I think he meant it as a compliment, but I'm still, I'm a grown man now. I can't figure out how that was a compliment. Yeah. But we did it and I, I graduated and now I have a podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> so people do put some like expectations oh, on you. So like you got any memories of some expectations people put on you? Oh, absolutely. When I went to high school, my brother and sister. Wait, you went to high school? Yeah. Dude, I didn't expect that. Well, there we are. See? Wow. Expectations. Wow. The bar was low. Okay. When you went to high school, go ahead. My brother and sister had already gone through the same like teachers and everything else because they had the same teachers, small town and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I went through, they expected me to be like either my brother or my smart, sister. Intelligent and stuff. Well, I, I am smart and intelligent, but I just had a way different personality. Wait, wait which way were they then? No, they were like smart and intelligent too. Oh. They just had different personalities. So like my sister was very studious and like she was studious. Break- she would study mean, all the time and right, she would not break rules. She was like smart and stuff, right? Yeah. She would not break any rules. That. They were expecting that out of you too, right? Yeah. Okay. And you were different. I was very different. That's what I just said. You're not letting me interrupt <laughs> it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to interrupt again. Go ahead. And so my brother was uh, very analytical and stuff. So you're doing that again. You want to go back for your chips I again? I didn't say anything. I didn't interrupt. I was just clearing my throat. You never know. There are like over a thousand different languages. You could have just been insulting somebody who's listening. Be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that on you're, air. You're right. You're right. That's so wrong. Kids okay, go ahead. You're, they had expectations for your sister, but you. Yeah, my sister and my brother, they had already had both of them. They're both very similar as in like they both got a lot of work done and everything like that. They're very good in class and paid attention. And I'm more of a class clown. So like I would troll a little bit and just be very, I would goof off. 
I would. Uh, I would. I would for certain do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. So big. how'd that work out for you? Kind of didn't. <laughs> <laughs> at school, what's the worst trouble you got in at school? I got sent to the principal's office. Sent? Dude, yes. check it out. I went. So I remember I told you about Mr. Bailey just now. Yeah. Right? I shouldn't say his name, but whatever. So I would always get in trouble because he just didn't like me flat mm-hmm. out. But one time, and this was so, this was like, mm-hmm. I was the type of kid, like I was clever. So here's what happened. There was a middle school where if you're in high school, you can't go to the middle school. Yeah. Which Nick, you probably would have never had a date if there was rules where you were. Because wow. <laughs> high school, anyway, you couldn't go to the middle school, right? When you were in high school, mm-hmm. you would get in trouble. So Mr. Bailey, who always was riding me like crazy, it didn't make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. He heard that I was at the middle school. Yeah. But I know I wasn't at the middle school. I was in class. So I had mm-hmm. a flat out a really good alibi. Like my teacher mm-hmm. was going to be like, no, he was in class. Mm-hmm. So when he called me to the principal's office, he said to me, I heard you were at the middle school. I'm about to call your dad. So yeah. instead of me saying no, go ask my fourth hour teacher. Instead, mm-hmm. I use this as an opportunity. Oh, boy. To sh- I was thinking, ooh, so why don't I just. So all I said to him was. Wait, I don't think I was at the middle school. That's what I said because mm-hmm. I knew he was going to call my dad. So my mm-hmm. thought process was if he calls my dad and says I was at the middle school and I'm in trouble, then I use my alibi. Mm-hmm. Now he has to call my dad and suddenly he's not as trustworthy anymore. Like now my dad yeah. would question him from this point on. Well, All I got to do is some trouble. <laughs> <Right. right. laughs> exactly. I would set myself up perfectly. So everything worked out perfectly. I said, no, I don't think I was there. He calls my dad on speakerphone while I'm there. Mm-hmm. And then I said to my dad, and then he called my dad. He said, listen, your son was about to middle school. He shouldn't have been. Just want you to know, I'm going to kick him out of school. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be coming home. And then I said to my dad on speaker, dad, I wasn't there. Trust me. Right? And mm-hmm. then he said, I'm going to talk to you when I get home. Then they hung mm-hmm. up. The tension is like really, really high right now. <laughs> I said to Mr. Bailey, you need to call my fourth grade class, the teacher, Miss Thompson. Before you need to call teacher, her yeah. right now, my fourth hour teacher. I said, because I wasn't there. She could prove it. So he calls her on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, Miss Thomas. And then she said, yeah. Was Michael in your fourth hour class today? And she checks the thing. He's like, yes, he was here. Absolutely. I was like, told you. I told you. Then I said, now you got to call my dad. He said, I will. <laughs> I said, could you call him right now? He said, I will. Never called him. It's a Friday. Oh, God. Before spring break. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, he did not call. I get home. I just know he called my dad. I was like, hey, dad. And I get there and my dad is bubbling mad. Oh, jeez. Furious mad. And I said, hey, dad, did Mr. Bailey call you and tell you that it wasn't me? Because it wasn't. He said, you always say it wasn't you. Oh, Dude, it was a whole week. Dude, I had to sweep the alley. Oh. We have a gravel alley. <laughs> Dude, I'm changing brakes. My whole spring break was completely ruined. Man, it was jacked up. I had expectations of, of mm-hmm. things going one way, and my dad had expectations, and they just collided, and it didn't yeah. work out that well. No, it didn't. So speaking of John Maxwell- he has a story that he tells about expectations. I think it's kind of dope. And John sent this to us. But I mean, he's here. Yeah. This is a borrowed conversation with John. He's yes. actually here, here, but he's not here. In but, spirit. We, yeah, yes. he's kind of. Yeah. So we didn't want him to be part of it. We was like, John. So let's just play like he is here. We want to ask him a question. Hey, John, do you have any stories or anything that you could tell us 
about expectations? And could you tell us in a way that it would sound like it's pre-recorded? Yeah. Could you do that, John? Maybe if he has some themes of fishing. Might yeah, anything with fish or anything, John, that'd be great. What do you think, John? What do you got? I tell kind of a corny, cute story about it. Oh, good. A kid good. that was fishing at a pond. On the other side of that little pond was an elderly man who was also fishing. But he noticed that the, the kid, when he would catch a fish, he'd pull it in and look at it very carefully, put his hand up beside the fish. And you could tell that he was kind of measuring the fish. But what was most interesting is the kid would, if the fish was fairly good size, would throw it back in the water. And then sometimes he'd catch a fish that was a smaller one, and he'd measure it, and, and he'd keep it. Of course, the elderly gentleman had never seen somebody do that, and so he kind of slowly went around the pond till he got over there where the kid was. And when he got there, he, he looked at him, and, and he said, I noticed that you're keeping the small fish, and you're throwing the big ones back, and I've never seen anybody do that. Why are you doing that? And the little kid looked at him so seriously, that's very easy. He said, I can't keep the big ones. I only have a 10-inch frying pan. <laughs> and when I think about that, I think of a lot of leaders who can't keep the big ones either. And they can't keep the big ones because they have mentally, maybe leadership-wise, maybe capacity-wise, all they got is a 10-inch frying pan. And what I do know is this. The size of our expectation determines what we keep. It also probably determines who we attract. There's a lot to say about a leader and his or her expectations and how those expectations determine where we go, what we do, how we do what we do, how we accomplish what we accomplish. Wow. That is dope. So he used expectations in a pretty positive way. And he met our expectations for his story. Yeah. That's amazing how we just, we were like, hey, John. Do you have some specific a, things. We said we need you to sound recorded. Yep. We need you to sound like like we tell a fish story. Fishing metaphors. And he's completely right. My gosh. So as a leader or as anybody out there, when John talks about leadership, everybody is a leader. You just have to recognize what your lane is and lead in that lane. And I think he's right. I think yeah. if you have expectations on yourself and you believe in yourself, that's great. I think some harm happens when you start taking those expectations Yep. And putting them on other people. Mm-hmm. Like really, like just in, in general, like people are probably expecting certain things out of you, Nick, yep. right? Akilah, yep. you have expectations for Nick, am I correct? <laughs> and he's failing miserably. But that's okay, Nick. The love is still there is what's the important. The love is still there. So on the real, well, we won't get into all of that stuff. So, Ak, you got any, anybody ever put some expectations on you that weren't quite what you were just a little too heavy for you to hold? Well, in a negative way, yes. People were expecting me to drop out of college because I'm of, sorry. Wait, because of pregnancy. <laughs> oh. Oh, damn. They were expecting you to drop out of college? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I first got to college, they told me, like, after I completed my freshman year, like, hey, I thought you would be home by now with a baby because you would be naive enough to listen to it. The first guy who told you that you were cute and uh, end up in a bad conversation so, with you. So their expectation was you're going to go to college, you're going to get pregnant, and then drop out. Wow! So they had some low expectations. They just didn't. Do they yeah. not pay attention when you're talking? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm a preacher's kid, so a lot of them, yeah, uh, just felt like I would and live up to that stereotype. But again, yeah, if they have a conversation with you for like 30 seconds, no, you're no, an no, incredibly no. intelligent human being. No, no, no. It was her dad who said that. It was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> dad was like, I'll see you in a month. That's what he's saying. No, her dad is legit, like super legit. Wow. Yeah. So that is a great example. Literally, that's a good example 
of how us putting our expectations on other people, mm-hmm. first of all, it's just not warranted. Like you can't, if you try to live up to someone else's expectations, you're going to live on that roller coaster forever. Yeah. Literally, I did this thing where I released my kids from my expectations and I sat down and had a conversation with them. I said, listen, I know that you believe I have a bunch of expectations on you. And the truth is, is most of your life I have, but what I'm doing right now, and my son went and did this thing in the woods where he lived there for like 50 days in the woods, no tent, just mm-hmm. on the ground. It was pretty dope. But when I went back to meet with him afterwards, because I had to stay in the woods with him for three days, it was mm-hmm. a really cool program. And I said to him, son, I want you to know that I have removed you from every expectation that I have. Whatever you do from this point on, if you accomplish what it is you want to accomplish, I am going to love that situation. I'm going to love you. But if you don't accomplish what you want to accomplish, I'm going to love you no matter what. Like there's not anything you can do that's going to cause me not to love you. I've said mm-hmm. that to them forever, but I just to verbalize that you're removing all expect Because if you've ever had expectations on a person before, ever, mm-hmm. by default, that person is going to automatically associate with you, you and those expectations for the rest of the time that they know you. Mm-hmm. So a great move is to s- let them know that you release them from those expectations. Otherwise, there's a breach in a relationship and it can get breached. Yeah. Like John Maxwell said, I think it's great for a leader, for a person to have their own expectations for themselves, but I think it gets dangerous when you put those expectations on somebody else. Oh, absolutely. That's why a lot of miscommunications in like marriages like get rocky mm-hmm. points is because it's miscommunicated priorities and unmet expectations. Right. You have your it creates tension and then you need to deal with it. Boom. So listen, this is what I want you to do today. Is there an area in your life where you have some expectations on someone else, whether you believe they can meet them or not? In what way can you release that person from those expectations? And in doing so, trust me, the relationship will immediately get better. All of the tension that was there before is gone and they can be a better friend, a better cousin, a better wife, a better spouse. It'll just be a better relationship if you could just remove those expectations. Believe me when I tell you, God doesn't have any expectations on us. We're his children. There's things he wants for us, but he's going to love us no matter what. So can you do the same thing for somebody around you who you currently have expectations on? If you can, that'll be amazing and things are going to grow as a result of it. I appreciate you. I love you. For Ridiculous, I'm Michael Jr. It is funny how life works.